The Donut Bag is brought to you by Penn Highway Marketplace, the marketplace for vintage goods, quality collectibles, and handmade crafts. It's where I get all my sports memorabilia. Go to facebook.com slash penhighway. That's facebook.com slash P-E-N-N-H-W-Y and mention I sent you. We got the Avengers together. Isn't that what uh, Larry Slander called us one time? Yeah, yes, we all get together. Yes, Shout out, hi, Larry. He promotes every time I put out a podcast, so an episode. Awesome. He 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 promotes it. Like sh- he good does. job, Larry. That's that's really cool. Thank you. Um, yeah. I did a bad thing. I rewatched the game. Oh my god! Why? I know. Wow. I know. What did you I'm- do wrong? That's the thing. It's Catholic guilt. I felt like, well, like, you know, Catholics like flail themselves. That's like fans version of like, right. I I, I strike my chest. Um, yeah. And you know what? Watching it again, it was even worse. My God. I don't know what you're expecting to get out of that, but (laughs) because it was, it was, it was guilt. Um, if you were looking for that one good play, it wasn't there. Mm-mm. That's that's a thing that drives me insane. I went all the way down there to watch the game, and there was, I would say it was 50-50 Steelers fans. Yeah. At least. Wow. At least. Mm-hmm. They gave us nothing to cheer for. There was like <laughs> one or two plays where we were able to wave our terrible towels and, and cheer. That's it. The entire day it was a total domination by the texans and i will never uh, just i was so angry and embarrassed i didn't even watch the fourth quarter i couldn't i just started walking around um it's a very big stadium and and that's all i could say about it it's it it really doesn't have any it's like the texans they don't really have any character they're just it's it's new and pretty just like just like the team that's 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 all All i could say Nothing wow. special. Um, uh, the only interesting thing is the Astrodome is still there. The Astrodome yeah. is yeah. right next to Energy Stadium. Oh, yeah. and the yeah. Astrodome at the time was was the Astrodome like the first dome or something like that? Mm-hmm. Or it was it, it was okay. Yeah, it was considered. I, I believe they called the eighth wonder of the world. This mar- yeah. modern technological marvel. Mar- this this thing. This this whole this marvel. It looks like a thimble next to Energy Stadium. They're right next to each other. <laughs> Literally, crazy. it's like like two or three times. It's it's the, the the Energy Stadium is like two or three Astrodomes. It is it is crazy. I'm like like because I've been in the Astrodome. You you look at it, and it is just this vast, huge yeah. thing, and it it's it's just tiny compared to Energy Stadium. Do they still yeah. use it for something? They still use it for trade shows, from what I understand. But oh, okay, yeah. trade shows. Listen, I think they have like concerts and stuff there too, or rodeos, like yeah. things like that. Things I think like that. Yeah, I was there once to... as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've, you know what? It's an annual thing now. The, the when, at what point do I lose hope? At what point do I give up on the season? Congratulations, I've given up on the season. Earlier than ever before. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Week four, week, week four. four, we're done. Sayonara, I... good luck, good luck, Steelers. Um, let's just go around. What do you, what, what do we, what do we all think about this? What, what are our opening thoughts? Part of That's me good. wants to say that it's too soon to give up, only because there's so many teams that are not playing up to their potential right now. But. Mm, it, you know, there were so many expectations, 
You know what I mean? Like the season was so overhyped that, or so hyped that now it seems like it's overhyped. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's no, nothing that they talked about in the off season is coming to fruition. There's no ground game. Kenny Pickett hasn't, doesn't look any better. He actually looks worse than he did when he first came into the game last year. So it's like, you know, he's regressing and it's frustrating. So I don't want to give up, but there, there, there really isn't anything showing me that I should still have some hope. Leanne? Yeah, I kind of agree with Allison. I mean, my my gut tells me it's too soon to give up. Like we saw other teams like Cincinnati last year that had like a slow start and managed to turn their season around and make it to the playoffs and all these things. Brian McFadden talked on his podcast today about the 2005 Steelers and how they lost, forget, for three or four games in a row. And everybody was like, these guys are bums, they're slouches, you know what I mean? And then they came back and made it to the Super Bowl. But then there's another part of me that recognizes, like, those are the exceptions of the rule. My concern is, is that if we have another slow start to the year, like we did last season, and we turn it around, we get above 500. What changes between this year and next year that prevents that? You can't start slow every year in the NFL and be successful. So what is going to change that changes that pattern? Does Kenny always need time to warm up? Like, this is crazy. We can't do this every year. Does right. the offensive line always need five weeks to get their act together? Like, the same thing. It's crazy. You can't do that. Is it Matt Canada needs time to work up? That's crazy, too. So it's it's frustrating. And then I was really frustrated. I expect very little from Tomlin. I've said on here before that, like, I like that he's a coach that doesn't say a whole lot. Do you know what I mean? I prefer that than the guys that rant and rave and scream and yell, but I did expect him to say something today at the press conference regarding that supposed change. And to hear him say like, Oh, when I meant change, I was talking about physicality. Like, I'm like, come on, man. Like at least lie to us. Lie to me. Yeah. Total cop out. It Total doesn't have to out. be firing Canada, but but tell me something real. Like physicality is a baseline expectation. That's not a change you make week five. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler Darren. alert: there's, there's no change. I mean, you know, right. it's just to right. me, it's more lip service from Tomlin. And what I took out of that press conference today was almost as scary as what I saw Sunday. Is I don't think yeah. he knows what to do. I don't think he knows how to fix it. Uh, he talked about we're going to get back in pads. We're going to get. We're going to hit hard. Hey, let me tell you something. You were in pads for a long time. Training camps for season. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't see how it's going to fix it. And <laughs> hey, I thought really what, and I think Allison has a good point. They're two and two, or you know, it's only four weeks in the season, and where they're sitting. But when that fourth and one play is a play I keep coming back to for a couple of reasons, and one of the big ones is the run game was going good in the second half. Yeah. Najee was averaging 5.5 yards a carry. He was really doing well. They had a chance to come back into that game. And you go, and it's fourth and really half a yard at that point, and you go into a shotgun. I, I mean, that, to me, that is just a sign of you are you are so chaotic. You don't know what to even call. You don't know what to do. And I don't think Matt Cannon knows what he's doing. I really don't. I don't think Tomlin knows how to fix it. I think they're in big trouble. I mean, I, this is where we didn't want to be. You know, what a month ago we sat here and we were all saying 10 wins, 11 wins. You know, there's something there, I said, and we all kind of agreed that that's probably what it was. Whatever that there was is gone now. Um, and I just don't know. Like, Kenny Pickett is a good point. He's regressing. You know, I think he's not shouldering enough blame, and he's not looked good. Uh, the offensive lines are horrible. There's a lot to blame besides Kenny Pickett, but he's also a victim of this down spiral. Yeah. And uh, until they figure out or make a turnaround here, 
I, I just don't know. You know, and the thing that – and, Joe, I told you this last week. What I was scared about with that line was somebody was going to get hurt. They're very, very lucky. Kenny Pickett – I don't think Kenny's going to play Sunday, first of all. I think it's going to be Trubisky. I think they get in any role in the bye week. They're just going to make sure – you know, it's kind of an Austin Eckler thing's going that, through that with the Chargers right now. Um, they're just making sure, and then they're going to let the leash go. But they got really lucky. They got really mm-hmm. lucky. It was an ECL or something worse. And um, – yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of a double-edged sword, guys, because, okay, fire Canada. I, I'm all for it, but what's it really going to do? How the hell are they going to fix that, too? If they go and fire him, okay, they fired him, which is what a lot of us want. Now what? I mean, are you going to provoke the There's no great change coming behind that, like people right. think. Mm-mm. Right. Um, you know, so I just I, – I don't yes, know. Yes, there is. Yes, it, it, it will. First of all, it <laughs> won't happen – Sp- yeah. Just like just like Darren said, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. nothing's right. going to change. Nothing's going to change this year, but we'll talk about next year. Yeah, I have a, I have a feeling about something and I'm not just talking about my camera. I did hear that the offensive line after the game this past weekend was really frustrated. They felt like things with the offense, the plays were very chaotic and that they said that it felt like they weren't committing to the run game and the run game was going well, but then they wouldn't just commit to it. So as soon as they would start settling in and making some progress in that way, like Canada would give up and call like the fourth and one play. Do you know what I mean? And and give up on it. So, you know, they were expressing some frustration. I heard after the game to the media that, you know, they wish they had just stuck with the run game a bit, you know, and then the offensive line takes all this heat for, screwing up and while they owned that there was mistakes made they also felt like the play calling was so chaotic they couldn't get in a rhythm let's go back let's go to the offensive line the offensive line is basically the same line as last year with one exception now two of them but one exception isaac samola which was supposed to be an upgrade that line was playing pretty well at the end of last year and now they look horrible Mm-hmm. I think it's all related to Matt Canada. Here's why. The offense is horrible. The offense sucks. And I'll put up, I'll, I'll have Kenny is uh, Kenny Pickett. I takes most of the blame for this, but Matt Canada, the plays he calls are so bad. And his offense is so predictable. This isn't Spygate. We are basically handing the the team the other team a note and saying, here is the play we're going to call. They know exactly what we're doing before we do it. Mm-hmm. They might know it. They might the defense might know the Steelers offensive plays better than the Steelers offense. Yeah, and this I is the thing I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised record. if the offense is saying this all last year. Yeah. We've been saying this ever since Matt Canada took over the position and nothing nothing is different. And Everybody zero adjustments, like zero adjustments throughout the game. You know what I mean? And no uh, at all. I mean, no adjustments are made. We watched on the fly as Houston made some adjustments, you know what I mean, to what we were doing on defense. And then we go out as offense and like bumbling idiots, you know what I mean? We change nothing. We know they have our number and we change nothing. They asked Steven Nelson, the 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 <laughs> former Steelers cornerback who, who plays with the Texans, and he had an interception. They said, yeah. what can you tell us about that play? He's like, we knew it was coming. Yeah. We knew when we saw Austin d- deployed that way, I knew they were going to go deep with him, so I knew what to do. That yeah. is how mind-numbingly predictable this offense is. I don't know if you, you uh, folks follow uh, Warren Sharp. 
He yes. breaks this down every week. I saw how that. terrible Matt Canada yeah. is. Ev- almost every single time when it's shotgun, it's a pass. When it's yes. when he's behind center, it's a run. run. It's the most predictable thing ever. I remember watching the Cleveland game. There were there were some plays where the defense was like, it's like they knew. It's like it's it, it's like they knew exactly what was going to happen, and they were like right on top of the offensive line. So that's why I say the offensive line is basically the same thing. They are just getting overwhelmed because the defense knows what's happening. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't disagree I with that at all. And and you know, I mean, you had the, both of the safeties were sitting on top of the routes yesterday for most of the second half. And, you know, that's what got Pickens, uh, you know, frustrated. And that's a guy you don't want to have frustrated because he's he's already vocal. I mean, that's a guy I could see he's going to be out of here and not want to extend or anything. He's going to walk. Um, they should have fixed this last year. I'm going to be honest with you. Canada should have been fired at the end of last season. Yes. You know, and, yes. And to me, you say so much on Canada. I agree with you to a point. But it's also on Mike Tomlin for bringing him back. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the offensive line coach that he promoted, a lot of us questioned that at the time. He seems to be that. That was just a great idea. It wasn't. Um, there was other viable candidates, and uh, I I just really question it. And when you look at Mike Tomlin's coaching tree, it's not good. Uh, I have a good. feeling that that's not on Tomlin. That's yeah. just, just a guess. This is just speculation that Tomlin has no um, control over who his his offensive uh, coordinator. Hey, that I have be a, a feeling that comes from team. from the the owner. That yeah. could be a fair point. Could be. But I don't know. That's, that's I, just a guess. I think it's it's also, you know, we're getting – we're so disappointed because we're on such a high again. You know, I thought – I think we all thought, you know, hey, we, we're going to contend for the AFC North crown. Um, and right now we're, we're, we're in a dogfight to – I don't know what. Um, like, you know, again, to Allison's point, I mean, they might be able to turn us around. It, it is early. We've seen worse. We've seen this and that happen. We, might, we all remember what happened in 1989. You know, um, but man, they they look more like the Mike Tom Zach Steelers and the mid '80s mm. Steelers uh, mm-hmm. to me over than you know right than some of those late '90s early 2000 teams. Mm-hmm. Let's I, go to that that fourth and one play. Sorry, Allison, were you saying something? No, I'm just agreeing. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, whoever's a uh, siren that was, I hope that's the police trying to arrest Matt Canada. That was, that was so that's why I was hoping it, it was in your neighborhood. <laughs> Sorry. Who, by the way, has a burner account. Did you see that? Yeah. I saw that. I saw that. That was it's totally not him. That's funny. How yeah. you, where do you go? Where, where in your mind do you go? It's like, I'm going to make a separate Twitter account so I can attack the people that are attacking me. And, I don't think he would. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't he's know. a child. You know what I mean? Like we already know he a child. he's too childish to to put together a smart game plan. So I mean he's immature, so he's gonna go ahead and you know make a burner account, which yeah. you know if it's really him or not. It could just yeah, be he's... a burner account trying to be a burner account. You know what I mean? Like somebody could be, could be. Hard to um, more time on a burner account than drawing up a, a play that was. Yeah, maybe. Right, yeah, exactly. I have, I have a feeling if that's like really him and really his email address and really him doing that, I, I think his ass would be grasped with the organization. I don't mm-hmm. think that's something that would go over very well. So yeah, I that's, a feeling that's... it's not him. 
That's... Maybe it's a fireable offense. Yeah. Could be. Could be. <laughs> that would be right. the thing he gets Somebody... fired for. How pissed right. from Steelers would that be to lose our OC because he does like inappropriate social media posts, <laughs> not because right. his like offense is crap. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. He made a burger count. He's gone. Yeah, uh, I learned something on my road trip too, Joe. Now I know you were in Houston. I was in Chicago. So I was in Chicago for the Penn State Northwestern game. And I'm coming back Sunday. And a lot of times I like to listen to the Steelers radio app, right? So I, I listen to Tunch or uh yeah, God bless Tunch, I miss him. I listen to right. Wolf and uh on there. So we drove across Indiana, got the whole game. We got in Ohio and it shut off. And I didn't know there's something called geo blocking. Geofencing, yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So in the state of Ohio, you can't listen to the Steelers app. No way. We crossed the line. Like we crossed the toll gate from Indiana and Ohio. It shuts off. That's incredible. Wild. Right. So we flip on uh, and you, and it also, and so what happens on Sirius radio, uh, the Steelers broadcast was supposed to be on channel 82, which is mad dog radio. That was also just ran, you know, the Sirius commercial. The only way I could get it was to listen to the tenant or the uh, Texans broadcast. Wow. So, wow. Second half of the game, That's I listened super to super childish. Yes. Yeah. So second only half Ohio. of the game, I listened to the Texas. Totally. Yeah. And Andre Ware is a color guy. I don't know if you remember Andre Ware. He won eight. He won mm-hmm. eight. Yeah. Yeah. Detroit Lions, kind of a bust with the Lions, but a great college athlete. And he sat there and just it was it was almost hilarious. He's like, I can't believe they're 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 going for a shotgun on fourth and one. And then the one that killed me was on that fourth and two. You're down fourth and two, and you're going to punt. And he he flat out said, he goes, this is not the Pittsburgh Steelers I grew up watching. This is not the Pittsburgh Steelers I know. He said, I can't believe they're basically giving up. You know, and he said, I'm not saying Mike Tomlin that. says we don't live in our fears. We look like that was the only place we lived. We, we have a very we have a very solid residence in our fears. Well, he yeah. probably um, wasn't confident that Matt Canada could have done anything with it. Well, right. the then why is he there? Then if that's the case, then why is he there? Naked Stop pictures. Everybody on Tuesday <laughs> that you that fuck the naked pictures can come out. Oops, sorry. At this point, like I don't care who he's got naked pictures of. But like, if, if that's the truth, then stop telling us on Tuesdays that you're so confident in this offense. Do you know what I mean? And your coaching staff, and nothing's changing. And then be too scared to let him run a fourth and two play. Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah, the, the, there was fourth and two. And they decide to punt, which was mind blowing. And yeah. then on fourth and one, now they are down 16 to six and they were in field goal range. That would have brought it to 16 to nine. You're in within yeah. one score in the, in, in the, in the middle of the, in almost the end of the third quarter. You're in it. You're, mm-hmm. you're good. And they decide to go for it. And, the, and Tomlin's explanation for why they went on shotgun on fourth and one. Was because Dan Moore was out of the game and Pat Fryermuth was out of the game, so we don't have our big personnel. So there's no way we could run. You know what? Shut the whole thing down. Shut. The, sh- stop the season. If you can't get a yard with right. any, any combination of players that are still healthy on that team, shut it down. Just, just, just go home. Go home. Pat Fryermuth can't block anyway. Right. 
The Eagles yeah, won in their JV so league and shoved Jalen Hurts one yard up the field right. every single time. Like, they never don't make that fourth and one. So I, you can't tell me they couldn't have picked it up. Like, I don't I don't understand it. They mm-hmm. know if you're not getting in that formation to shove your quarterback and the fanny across the line, then you're going to go into this little pass. I mean, they knew it. Everybody mm-hmm. knew it. I knew it. Send it home. I don't even coach. Yeah, I, I I thought that was like the I mean it's only again week four, but it's a summation of the whole season. Like yeah. this is the way it's gonna be, it's gonna be bad. Um I, and I don't know. I just you know and it, it, I, that's a poor excuse, Joe, because so then what they do is when you do that, what you should do is a fake toss and I'm not a coach either, but what I would do is you fake toss left and you you roll right to an empty to somebody that's empty or or run it. Yeah. Can you run it? And what do you do? So you still have the pass rush come right up the left side of the line that he's so worried about, and he has a backup, well, a rookie starting, you know, tackle there. That makes no sense. I mean, it just, now, I don't know. Now, in, I <laughs> can't believe this, I'm saying this, but in Matt Cannon's defense, that was all on Kenny Pickett. He had options. Oh, there man. were open people. He just, he did the worst possible thing. There, like, there, there were, like, three different options, and he basically just... Just, just crapped. Just did the, he the panicked. Worst he got out of that. He's been doing yeah. that all year. He's been he getting. He's been beast. skittish. He missed and it's a wide weird because he hasn't. He, yeah. he was he scrambled last year, but he wasn't. It didn't seem like and there were some situations, sure, where he scrambled to. But he's skittish. It's something like he's like he's got PTSD from maybe the right. concussions or he has regressed maybe, terribly. You know, I don't know. He has. Yeah, he has looked like when when jo- when Josh Allen runs or Tua runs. Yeah. Um, you know, they're kind of running with a purpose. Like it's almost designed. Mm-hmm. Like he knows where he's got to be. He's going to make the effort to get there. Um, maybe yeah, they make a decision and go. Right. Yeah. And sometimes maybe go a little bit more than what they want him to. Yeah. But, you know, Kenny looks like, yeah, like a chicken out there, like just a you know, dark weed, dark. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And I don't think he Even does. Ben, who wasn't a runner, was more decisive than Kenny Pickett is when it came to the little runs Ben did. He would make a decision and then he would go and then he would drop. You know, I don't want to get hit. I'm going to drop. But everybody right. blamed Broderick Jones for, for Pickett getting hurt. He was not to blame. That was no, on no that was all on. That was all on Pickett. Pickett ran 100%. into. He went to, to do the worst possible place you could right. go and ran into mm-hmm. that guy. He made arm. the worst decision he could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so so now from that play, Kenny Pickett is hurt. He injured his knee. They said, we'll see how it goes. Bone bruise, blah, blah, blah. So it's not it's not like a, you know, um, season ending right. knee injury or something like that. But mm-hmm. the bye week is after this game. Mm-hmm. I say let him sit. Because obviously, in his head, he is just—he is just not there right now. Mm-mm. Give right. Mitch Trubisky, give Mitch Trubisky a full week of practice. Let mm-hmm. it just let Kenny sit for two weeks. I'm not saying the whole season. Mm-hmm. Let Kenny sit for two weeks and just clear your head, dude, and maybe just watch the game from a different perspective. Because he is just lost right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, it, but the only thing is, is like, if he's good enough to go, like, he doesn't even have to be 100%. If he's good enough to go, he's going to go. Tomlin's yeah. not going to sit him. Kenny's going to play. You know, that's what athletes do. If if they can, if they can do it, they do. We but he's like, not even like a game manager. Do you know what I mean? He's not even like a game manager. Like, 
Zach Wilson goes out and does some game management better than Kenny Pickett has been doing. Like he's not even doing that right now. Do you know what I mean? So it's frustrating because it doesn't make you wonder. We talked about this last year that when Mitch Trubisky came in for Kenny, if he knew Kenny wasn't breathing down his back, Mitch played okay, some decent football. Do you know what I mean? So would Mitch play better than Kenny? Do you know what I mean? Is Kenny like so skittish that he just shouldn't be out there? I mean, to me, he just doesn't even seem like he's making good game management decisions on top of the already bad play calling. Yeah. And whatever the heck is going on with the wide receivers. Yeah. And then if Mitch plays well, you know, there's going to be like, oh, is there a quarterback controversy? You know what I mean? But then I don't care if there is. Get over that. Go ahead. Let there be a quarterback controversy. (laughs) I don't I don't care. I don't care if they switch off every week. And if and if hey, if, if Mitch is getting it done and Kenny's not, then bench his ass. There's zero outcome this week for this game that would not make people speculate in one direction or the other. Do you know what I mean? If Kenny doesn't mm-hmm. perform well, it's going to be we should have played Mitch. If Kenny does right. perform well, then it's going to be like, well, this was all Matt Canada's fault. Do you know what I mean? It's like there's no there's no winning. The media is going to have a field day with it one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I could so I guess I could see it going either way. I could see Mitch starting, but to, to your point, you know, he he might say no. I I got to play and. You know, I want to catch the spirit of my teammates and, you know, do this mm-hmm. and do that and, and be out there. But, you know, it's – at this point, I don't know what the hell they're going to do. I mean, each week it's like, you know, a guessing game as to, you know, I mean, hey, they came off that Raiders win and yeah, I was against the Raiders. Kenny finally throws two touchdowns, had a quarterback rating of 103.5, looked pretty good. And then we go and, – and that's what I said. I remember saying to Joe, these are two winnable games before, before we get Baltimore. They're two winnable games. They should get us to where we are and have a little bit of breathing room. Now you get the Ravens coming in here, and, uh, you know, they're going to be ready. Uh, and we're already yeah. three-and-a-half-point underdog in our own house, which after last, last week's loss, why the hell not? Right. Seems generous. Um, I, spoiler alert, they're losing this game. I'm I'm 100%, and I know exactly how it's going to go down. They're going to play better than they did against Houston, and it's not going to matter. They're going to lose 24-22, to I've never been more correct. I've never been more sure about anything in my life. Bet the house on it. Bet bet your neighbor's house on it. Take a load. <laughs> You're they're they're losing this game. Um, what what is it right now? Um, Baltimore by three and a half. I, okay, so maybe the Steelers will cover. I would just take Baltimore money line and just be safe. The, the, the Ravens are winning this game, and it'll be close, which will make it even more. Um, more, yeah. more frustrating, but, but you know, they're yeah. not going to get it done. We have something tells me they're going to win. I think I they're going to play with. They're going to be hot. You know what I mean? They will. From, from they will play with more passion. That's for sure. They've always think, played Lamar Jackson really well. I mean, I, you know, Lamar's having a year and whatever, but you know, I just don't. I mean, on the what the one time, I don't think he's played. I don't think Lamar's played very much against the Steelers during during. No, only a handful of times. Right? Not, yeah, not yeah. But I just backups have for whatever reason. I have a feeling they're going to win. But I agree, Joe. Yeah. It is going to be close. I, I feel like they're going to win, but it is going to be close. Yeah, well, that's going to be like a 16, 13 game, and, and mm-hmm. we haven't even gotten to Pat. I mean, how disappointing has Patrick Peterson been? I mean, he was the guy we thought was going to come in shore up that defensive backfield. He's looked. He's looked bad. The entire he's defense. Really, he's got a pick, but you shouldn't be lining him up with the speedsters. And I can tell you right now, Zay Flowers is going to have a field day with him if they match him up. Oh, it's going to kill mean, him. 
yep. he's going to kill him. It's just, you know, and I, I just, and I, here's a, I forget now that just escaped me. I had it written down, Joe, the guy that took a pick six back uh, on Sunday for uh, Seattle. Um, Devin Witherspoon. Devin I was just going to bring that up. Who, who played, who played 37 snaps. Why in the hell are you not playing Joey Porter Jr. more snaps? Rookie quarterback yeah. drafted this me. year is, yeah. is playing all the time, but they won't play Joey Porter Jr. Now, right. why, why are Patrick Peterson was brought in? He's too old to be a starting outside corner, but he's perfect for like dime, nickel, slot yeah. Yeah. corner. He's perfect for that. You drafted Joey Porter to be your other corner. So let him do that. Stop yeah. with the training wheels. Mm -hmm. I would yeah. agree with the training wheels if Peterson was playing well. Do you know what I mean? But, oh, but yeah. he's not. So you've got to make right. the best Good decision point. you can. I mean, why is he getting treated any different than we would treat our quarterback? We bench Mitch Trubisky when it wasn't working. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't you do the same thing here? And I'm not even saying bench him. I agree with Joe. I think you just mix it up a little bit and there's other packages he comes in on. But every time Porter's out there, we see him making plays. And I'm not foolish enough to believe that, like, if he plays, like, all of our secondary woes are solved. I don't think right. that's the case. But, you know, I, I think we've seen some – some really good stuff from Levi Wallace. And I think that with Peterson back there, I mean, with um, Joey Porter back there, I think it would make a, a big difference. Why not try it? What yeah, we're doing is not it. working. And that's the other thing, a departure from the nickel. I mean, the Steelers played in the nickel more than any other team besides the Chiefs last year in the NFL. And now you depart from it and you put yeah. Peterson in a losing position when you do that. Joe's mm -hmm. right. They brought him in. He could play dime. He could play nickel. And now he's out there playing every down. It's just, yeah. I mean, none of it's been that great. Um, you know, Marvin Leal hurt uh, again. You know, a poor kid. You know, I think he could be great, but he's the injury bug's just been sitting on him. Yeah. And so, play the kids, play Benton, play Mount Washington, play Joey Porter, P play the kids because what 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 they're doing? Oh oh, in this defense, my goodness, they made the Texans look like the greatest show on turf. Really, the Houston they, Texans hadn't won back-to-back -back games in 684 days. <laughs> oh that's god. true. That's just that. Oh that's my awesome. god! 684 days since they won back-to-back. -back oh games. my goodness! Um, Everything should have said we should have won that game, except the way the yeah. execution and the coaching. Now Which they have. They actually decided to start trying to win this year. They got. They actually got a coach. They actually got it. They got the coach, the, the defensive coach from the 49ers, uh, D'Amico Ryan. Yeah, he's awesome. Then, then they got, then, and he got the uh, an offensive coach from the 49ers. Yeah. Who's so 12? Yeah. What's that? He looks like he's 12. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. But they're like the 49ers light. Do you know what I mean? Like they're the 49ers light, but they're yeah, scheme, really. just like the 40, the, the real 49ers, yeah. the 49ers regular destroyed the Steelers. 49ers light also destroy the Steelers because they're just they, they do this crazy thing where they knew that the, that that um Watt and, and Highsmith were going to be over aggressive and come in so they just did a little dink and do a bubble screen yeah. every single time and it fooled every them every time. single time. Mm -hmm. They yeah. made they made who is that running back? Not Pierce. Um uh, the other the other running back they they made the Texans running backs look yeah. like the love child of Walter Payton and Jim Brown like the yeah. greatest <laughs> running back ever lived like you've got to be kidding me and this is not just this game mm -hmm. you know every game there's like 
a 70 yard run or something mm-hmm. like that. The only game that didn't happen was, was Las Vegas and, and frankly, frankly, the Raiders suck. We might they Nick do. Chubb's backup come in and look like Nick <laughs> Chubb. Like how is yeah, that mm-hmm. a thing? Like, how is that a thing? Come on now. How yeah. are you surprised by this? You're playing Nick Chubb. You know what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're not going to stop him every time. But so how do you not tighten up a lot? And, and it, this was an issue last year and it was supposedly fixed over the offseason, and it doesn't look any better. Yeah, no. yeah. Um, we get. I can. You know. I can see why the offense is bad, but the defense. What the hell happened there? Yeah. And you know what? All we do is say, "Fire Matt Canada." Fire Matt Canada. Nobody says a dang thing about Terrell Austin, and I think he might be just as bad as Matt Canada. Yeah. But really, the uh, the real defensive coordinator of the Steelers is Mike Mike Tomlin. So I was going to say, hmm, I'm I'm I I've I've given up on the Steelers this season, and I've given up on Mike Tomlin. His contract is over. His they did not sign him. They did not no. re-sign him this right. summer. His contract is done at the end of the 2024 season. I could see a scenario where if things go really bad this season, they just say, "Hey, man, that's thanks a lot. We'll 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 wear you out." Oh, hello, puppy. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh my goodness, he's so cute. I'm cutie. What's your what's your, what's your doggy's name? Ewok. Ewok. Can, Hi, Ewok. I love that. Can Ewok be a coordinator? Can he be a yeah. coordinator? Can you can you call plays? Yeah, offense or defense? We'll take either. What do you think? Yeah, we'll call plays. You do good at that, wouldn't you? We're going outside. This is so He's like, "Will you pay me in treats?" Bacon is involved. I didn't mean to say bacon. Lay back down. Bentley was like, "Did you bacon?" Bacon, bacon, bacon. He went from dead sleep to upright. There. There was a quote from Mitch Trubisky, which was pretty telling. He said, we just got to show some hearts. More hearts will help this offense, bro, bro. That Well, first of all, the only person that showed up to work on last Sunday was Najee Harris. He tried to put the entire team on his back and he almost yes. pulled it off. It was he was the only one that tried. And, and that all the people Joe. say about him. Yeah, I would have been fine with that. If they went that second half and gave him twenty three carries and more in like ten, then do it. I don't care if it's because. And again, listen to that stupid Texas post game I had to listen to. The you know the I forget the one lineman from the Texans even said you know honestly we gave up back to back field goals. They were going in for another. He said we kind of had our backs against the wall until that that fourth and one had changed the tide for us too. Yeah. And then, oh, totally. You know, I mean. Again, or no, I'm sorry, in the fourth and two. When they went punted on fourth and two, he said they still had some momentum. And he said when they punted on fourth and two, we felt we had them. He said we we, we had them on that fourth and two. And that, that's yeah. the thing. Like, you, you're trying to play, you know, checkers when they're playing chess. You, you know, fourth and two and you're punting the ball. For God's sakes, you should have had the will to win. Uh, and I think that broke everybody's back in that game. You know, like, hey, we don't believe yeah. in you. We don't know what the frick we're doing, so we're just going to punt. Well, mm-hmm. you know, the one thing the Ravens do, I hate to say it is, They'll, they'll gouge your eyes out if, if you show any sign of weakness. I mean, they come to play. Uh, I think Joe's right. It's not going to be like 35 to nothing. It's going to no. be like a 19-16, 24-20, something like that. 
It's always but a weird score. I'll be interested to see if they start doing stuff like that again. Um, that's when you know you've lost the house. You've lost the coaching. The, the players no longer believe in the coaches. If Baltimore does come in and blows us up, then I think there's a big problem. You know, because I think that's just a, an internal struggle there between the coaching staff, the players, the execution, and um, that's the thing. In the past, you're right, Joe. It's been close. I think this game will be very telling as to where this team is in the locker room, on the field, on the sidelines. If it stays close, maybe we have a chance to resurrect this. If if it's not, then I think the season's lost. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, so many of us called it a trap game. It's a trap game. It's a trap game. It's a trap game. They're, they'll be thinking about the Ravens next week. Trap game. The Houston's not that good. I'll tell you what, though. CJ Stroud, that's a dude. Yeah. That guy is, might be the real deal. He looks he so is. comfortable out there. Mm-hmm. Well, I heard someone say today, that's what a real first-round oh. quarterback pick looks like. A man, it was like, oh, dagger to the heart. Dagger to the heart. CJ Stroud. I, I tweeted that, and that's I, 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 I said that. I mean, he looks like a first-round pick. Yeah. I, you know, um, and I still, I do believe Kenny's, Kenny is a victim of the circumstance he's in. But at some point, you also got to step up and start delivering. And yeah. to Allison and Leanne's point to the very beginning of this podcast, he's he's regressing, and it's it's evident. And you have all these pit fans. I know, Joe, you're one of them, but you're not in that kind of category where he can do no wrong. Well, I'm sorry. He's doing wrong. And- he was supposed to be, a, a, you know, a ready-made NFL quarterback because he spent, what, 15, 20 years at Pitt or something like right, that. Right. He's, 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 he's working on his doctorate, I think. Right. Um, right. You know, right. He, he spent so long, you know, had so much experience. So he should be, he should be smart up. and Hey, we, it's a thing. Sophomore slump. We get it, but there's something else going on here. He is just totally lost. And, and, and we, it's more than that. We, th- I think it's. I, I joked about the Matt Canada, the full Matt Canada experience a couple weeks ago, but I think that's it. I think yeah. last year it was bad, and then when they brought in Kenny and after the bye, they quote unquote dumbed down the offense, and then they figured, okay, well you're okay now. You're in your second year. You're gonna know all this. We expect you to know all this. Here you go. Here's the full. Here's the full curriculum, and he is just he is just lost. Because Mac Canada, because Mac Canada, what they need to do, what they need to go back to do is dumbing it down again. Just dumb it down. Go to something that works because right now almost nothing works. And yes, and you know what? Another thing, they missed Deontay Johnson pretty bad because mm-hmm. basically, basically the other team is doubling and tripling pickings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They miss Deontay Johnson, and that defense misses Cam Hayward. Yeah, yeah, and I, I've said this too, and I even watching Sunday's game. I like Fryermuth. I'm, you know, I'm a Penn State guy, but I still go back to that draft, and I would have taken Creed over him any day of the week, and he's the best center in football right now for the Chiefs. And man, could we use that guy right now? I mean, it, well, it's it's like uh, it's like Allison said, Fryermuth hasn't been doing anything. I remember in that first game against San Francisco, he got rocked in the chest. 
and he yeah. came mm-hmm. back, yeah. but it looks like he is like a shell of his former self. He's probably really hurts. So you know what? I now he has a hamstring. Probably. Yeah, I think he had broken ribs because I heard after that game he couldn't even like talk. He was like, yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think he either, I don't know, really badly bruised or broke a rib. But I mean, if he did, that's really painful and oh, takes yeah. a long time to heal. That hurts yeah. the sneeze. So I don't know. I hope they can keep it close. You know, I think we all talked about this and Joe and I've been talking about it from week to week, girls. And I've seen you guys talk about it on your show is these division games are so paramount. They got to win over yeah. Cleveland. If they could somehow figure out a win against Baltimore, you know, it's the ship's righted a little bit because these are so important. So this is a big, big game for this early in the season. Look at what we have. Remember, look at what we have in the AFC North. Yeah. We all assumed beginning of the year, oh, Cincinnati is going to run away with this thing. And then maybe the Steelers will be good and maybe Baltimore will be good and maybe Cleveland, maybe they'll be good and we'll, we'll all be fighting for second place. Well, Cincinnati went straight to hell. Mm-hmm. Are, you yeah. think you think the Steelers got a bad Cincinnati just got blown out by the Titans. Mm-hmm. OK, so Cincinnati might be out of it. It might be between the Steelers, Ravens and Browns. So this game is critical. If they so get critical. out a win against the Ravens, they are good. If they don't, it could get ugly. It, mm-hmm. it could get ugly. And and Allison, you brought up in, uh, in the beginning of this, you know, what are we going to do? Have another poor start and have another strong finish? Right. Here's the problem with that. The easy part of the schedule is in the beginning. The really hard part of the schedule is at the end of the season. You mm. can't have, you're not going to have a strong start. To this Last year was the opposite. Last year it was brutal at the beginning and then easy at the end. Here it's reversed. They're, they can't wait till week 10 or something to, to actually figure it out. They need to, they need to do well now so they can survive the end. Yeah, I mean, I hate to put that much importance on a game that's only week five, but it's there. It's staring them right in the face, and it's going to smack them in the face if they don't figure out the, a way to rebound and, and, and overcome. And I'm with you, Joe. I think it'll be a close game, but um, I think it's got to be close towards the fourth quarter. If they go into this where they're down early, if the, if the Ravens are about to get a, you know, they get up 21 to three or 21 to 10, I think it's done. So they got to keep it close the whole way through. That game's at home, isn't it? Yep. Yes, at the act. At the act. At acupuncture field. Um, (laughs) If here's a scenario, let's say they get off to a poor start. Let's say they get to a three and out, regardless of who the quarterback is. Oh, the boos are going to come. The boos are going to come and the fire Canada chants are going to come. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the difference in the Texans and the Steelers. The Texans would have been bombed out last week by us. And they go into this week. I think this week they've got uh, they got the Falcons. Uh, Texans fans would have forgot about it. like, hey, what happened here? I, I don't know. Let's just watch the game. Steeler fans don't forget. They're still pissed. They're still mm-hmm. going to be pissed at one o'clock on Sunday. And Joe, you're 110 percent correct. If it's an 0 and three, or it's an interception, or whatever, if it starts out bad, the boos are going to be just. It's going down. to be exactly. It is going yep. to get ugly. The crowd mm-hmm. will turn on them big time. Oh boy. Oh boy. Ay ay ay. is right. All right guys, I would like to say I feel better. No. I'm no. just, you know. Uh, the only thing that made me feel better were the dogs. 
Yes. The dogs. Collective misery. The dogs. I, w- I wish my dog was available. All I'm just going to say is Avengers Assemble. That's right. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, thanks so much. This is awesome. Great talk. I'll see you later.